yeah, I talk to people beforehand. I'm like, let's do it. And then I, I go on and just screw it up. But now we're recording episode 220 with Juanita Broderick, author of You'd Better Put Some Ice on That, How I Survived Being Raped by Bill Clinton. Juanita, ma'am, how about you introduce yourself? And thank you for doing my podcast. Sure, I'm Juanita Broderick. Uh, I, I used to own nursing homes. I'm a registered nurse. I'm a mother and a grandmother and a very happy person, really. And a tennis player. And a tennis player, a yeah. Tennis, I, I love the ending, but I've, I've now I've got to go catch a game of tennis. Well, that's and that's my my Twitter handle, a tennis nut. Yeah. So many people don't understand that 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 says. Hey, <laughs> I never realized that a ten nut. I thought it was, I, and I don't know why it made me think of like, like military, like attention hut, oh, <laughs> like no. like hut, you know. And the liberals uh, one time were saying a tense nut. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, hey, I didn't know what a tennis nut. I just figured I was like, maybe you just like don't want like a, a handle that like, you know, gives away your identity. But then I went to it. I'm like, clearly, like it's people know who you are. It's yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but um, yeah, I loved your uh, I loved your tweet last night. Uh, China can't buy Biden because they already own him. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the truth, Tommy. It, it's I'm sitting here now and I'm running to my Twitter account every now and then because that's where I get my news. You know, you can't get the right news yeah. on television. You can't get it at all. And just to see if anything, if any of those videos have broken or what's going on, you know, it, they're silent about it. And then they said that the debate commission wasn't even going to ask Biden about it. And that's when I said they don't have to worry about that because Trump will bring it up. It's, it's, yeah, and then I, and I texted you, you should read the book Stealth War by Brigadier General Robert Spaulding, who I've had on here, who was kicked off of Obama's National Security Council for raising the alarm about, um, about China's 5G monopoly. And when you bring up the word 5G, people are like, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. I'm like, no, I don't mean some tinfoil hat mind control. I mean, the fact that it's what it is, is 5G is just another word for communication infrastructure. And the point being, General Spaulding brought that up and brought a lot of attention to it. And he was booted from the White House for that. Oh, and uh, But he opens it. He opens the book and he goes, Mitch McConnell and, and uh, Joe Biden, he goes in and paints in the most horrifying picture how connected those two are to china i mean not even like pointing a finger like ah they're Ch it's like it's, it's disgusting well i saw a tweet earlier and i don't know who the reporter was but he was in a white house press conference asking obama and i believe it was 2012 and he was asking him about Burisma and it just caught the press secretary sort of off guard and he said well you know Hunter and his family are private citizens and they ought to be able to do what they want to do and he says you'll have to ask the vice president about that mm -hmm. I didn't know they brought it up back then. oh yeah no it's 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 been right under the surface and I do wish that my only criticism is like, I do wish they'd focus on that and less on Hunter as a person. Like, sure, it came out, you know, he's had, you know, not the most uh, saintly life. But to me, that's that's irrelevant. I don't if he smokes crack. Hey, that's on you. We all have our demons. So I, I hate just personal. Like, I'm like, don't attack him on that. Who cares? Like, that's, yeah. you know. I don't care about that no, either. No. I care about his father's influence when he was in office. That's that's all I care about. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. And yeah, I was just listening to your book and it's it's not on Audible and I I love Audible, but I did find a way over the last like two months I found a way to find books on Kindle and have my phone read it to me. So basically Audible. So I loved it. But yeah, I loved uh I loved uh, your uh, your excitement about being like an undercover agent, <laughs> going to be pick, picked up from the airport, like sunglasses on, like clap Cadillac, and it's. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, that that was absolutely wild, and I hadn't had much sleep because I think I, you saw in the book where I had been at Breitbart uh, doing an, an interview at the old Watergate for the two days pre yeah. pre previous to that. And I was on a plane going home from Washington when Steve Bannon's people called and said, we'd like to, the president would like to have you at the, uh, debate tomorrow night. And I said, I'm on my way to Arkansas. 
and they said and i said but i've got a layover in dallas let me talk to you about that you know yeah. i'll talk and i thought why not yeah they were making such a huge deal of the hollywood access tapes which to me i'll never think that was anything but locker room talk yeah you know yeah. I, I believe the uh donald trump at the time and i thought yeah and here's this man inviting the women who were violated by Bill Clinton, the husband of Hillary Clinton, his, uh, oppos his opposition, uh, to the most public forum. You know, people had told us to go away long ago. Mm. And, yeah, I'm so happy I did that. Yeah, uh, it was awesome listening to that because I remember seeing it in 2016. I remember seeing like cameras pan and me being like, holy shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> Exactly what, you know, that's exactly what I thought when we went into that surprise press conference. You know, like I said in the book, we didn't know we were going in there, but that makes no difference. Mm -hmm. I would do it all over again. Yeah. You know, it, I think they did it for the for the surprise effect and mm -hmm. they didn't want us to leak it to somebody that we were going to be speaking in, uh, uh, for President Trump. But, oh, Lord, when those reporters and all those cameras came in that room yeah. and saw us sitting there uh it it was a moment it it, it was there yeah there's almost some like there's almost some like poetic like greek tragedy to it right it's like hillary's running for office and then it's like 30 40 50 years later it's like mm -hmm. all these faces appear and it's it really is some like yeah mm -hmm. some greek tragic like you know the, the ghost that you thought you buried. Yeah, when we first went into the room, like I said in the book, I thought we were going to have dinner. <laughs> Saw this long table yeah. there. I turned to Kathleen Willie and I said, are we going to have dinner? And she said, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, and you're like, the door opens up and you're like, uh-oh, here we go. Here it goes. It's, yeah. And that, that you see of Bill Clinton with his eyes all bugged yeah. down. That's when we walked into the debate. That's priceless. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, it's a meme. It's been a meme for four years. Just like the, you know, like the, yeah, you know, when your parents walk in, you thought they were gone. They walk in, and you and your friends are drinking, and you're 16. Oh, and then that mime of him with uh, Chelsea sitting next to him, and the mime says that Clinton says, "Who is that ugly woman?" And Chelsea says. Dad, that's mom. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh man. <laughs> but it's, it's. I mean, it's. It is good that it happened because it's like how you describe in your book, you know, Hillary coming up to you and saying thank you for everything you do, and you just, you know, you, you nodding and being like, I'm, I'm gonna get the f out of here, and her grabbing your shoulder, and I mean, really, the way you describe it is like, I mean, like a demon, like. You know, grabbing your like, thank you for everything you do, and you're just like, holy! Sh she knows everything because at first you were like this poor woman, and then you were like, oh, she knows exactly, and she doesn't care except how it insults her. Yeah, that's before she had her henchmen to mm -hmm. do her dirty work. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, you're you're right. You you, know, you gotta respect your enemy. She's gotten better at it. She's you know doesn't do it firsthand now, but uh, it's a vicious woman. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's and there's something exceptionally um disgusting about you know like a believe and i'm not saying this movement is disgusting just like just like if you criticize like blm people say you're racist it's like dude i have nothing wrong with that the fight for like civil rights and less police violence but you know destroying the nuclear family and rioting is bad but you can't criticize it i have nothing wrong with the movement of me too or believe all women like yeah rape is a horrible thing and it it, it needs to, you need to spend your life in prison but yes. if you're on the wrong side of the political aisle it's go away you're you want attention you have an agenda right right and i didn't have an agenda no. you know, prior to that time i just wanted every, the press and everybody to leave me alone yeah, you just want to run your nursing home never have come out on my own people say oh you're such a hero that's not me 
I would never have come out yeah. had Tommy Jones's attorneys not subpoenaed me. Yeah. You know, yeah. It was, the, I mean, I got outed by him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's what I like about your book is, as I remember when I started it, I was like, okay, like, how, how is this going to, like, I'm interested to see how this is going to be an entire book. And yeah. what I got at the end of it was, is the book is your life story. And this thing just happened to have happened during it. Right. And that's what I love about it is like, it's just your story as a nurse. It's, you know, through marriages, through raising your child, through that crazy guy that was dropped off in a cab at the nursing home. And you're terrified, which, by the way, I was listening to that last night about you're driving him back home. And I lived in Arkansas for four years between I was it was I was five. I moved there when I 95 and moved out in 99. So it's not like I remember. But the imagery of you like driving to, for everyone, just, just buy the book and listen is for you driving down all those dirt roads with no lights. I was listening to that in the shower last night and I was like, oh my God, this is a horror movie. I was like screaming. I was like, what are you doing? I was like, get out of there. But then I'm like, wait, I'm emailing this woman. So I know she's alive. So I, I know it worked out well. Yeah, and I could hardly, I had a little old Corvair. Ugh. And they, I don't know how we ever got him into, because he was about six foot eight. He was a huge Indian man. And he, and it, I thought, but I couldn't leave him there or my employees were going to walk out. So we got him into my car and it was about a 45 minute drive till I finally found him. And of course, there's no cell phones back then. So I had to stop at a pay phone and call their home phone to say, I've missed it somehow. You know, how can I find your house? Oh, it. I was listening to it and I was like, this is the horror movie where you're just screaming at the movie screen. You're like, what are you doing? You're like, go away, stop. And you're just like, I'm driving. I'm just like screaming at no one. I'm sure my neighbors were like, what the hell is wrong with that kid? It's so many people don't understand yeah. that back, back then what nurses were responsible for in nursing homes was everything. Yes. You were, if you were an RN and you were director of nursing of the nursing home, you were the administrator, you were the one who, you were the dietitian, you were the social worker, and you wrote the checks and you did everything. So, yeah, it was, it was an experience that I thought was just absolutely mind bending. You yeah, know it, what I went through it was, as a young nurse. Yeah, it was, but ultimately, like what I see shine through that is, is like that's, that really, uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that is your, I mean, a lot of my family members on both sides of my family are nurses and you yeah. can tell that there's certain people where you're like, that's, that is their calling. They're meant to be a caretaker. And that's, that's why I got out of it as I was like screaming. I was like, why the hell are you driving this person home? Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's because you're meant to be a nurse. You're meant to be a caretaker. You don't throw someone out on the road and it's. Yeah. I was like, hey, you know, God bless her, but not for me. I would have. <laughs> oh, yeah. I couldn't have. But yeah, it's it's and there's but and just more so to and to anyone listening, wondering why I'm bringing all this up is because it's to me, again, it just illustrated more that like you have a rich have and had a rich life. And that this thing with Bill Clinton, that was just a thing that happened. This isn't you like there is. Huh. Yeah. Even though it was just a blip on my screen, you know, and it lasted for such a short time, yes. it affected me so much emotionally. And my work is what pulled me out of that depression. Mm. I, I, taking care of those less fortunate was my therapy. Yes. You know, it was, uh, it's what, it's what helped heal me. Yes. It, it, didn't, it didn't make me forget the anger. Yes. No, <laughs> no. It, it helped heal me so I could be a better person. Yeah, no, there's, there's absolutely, I mean, you just have to, you almost have to get like lost in your work. Like there's, I mean, there's yeah. examples of that throughout. I mean, one, just a random example, Ben Rich, the former uh, head of one of the defense contractors, Lockheed Martin, not, not important, but he talks about when his, when his wife died unexpectedly back in like the eighties. And he was like the first thing I'd, he's like, I went back to work like the next day. Cause he was like, that's how I like healed. It's like, I went back and put in like 12 hour work days. That's how yeah. I healed. And, yeah, that's yeah, and it's yeah, and uh, another thing is yeah, you you know the the mentally yeah. disabled children, and you know how you were like I had to like pull myself away from them. It's yeah. again like I, yeah, I was just like okay, like I 
not in any way, not anywhere near as intense, but just, you know, I had a 17 year old dog I put down earlier this year. And I'm like, that's what it made me think of was just like, you want to like keep them going, but you're like, this is just hurting everyone involved. But again, point being is that you've had a very rich life and it's not just this thing with Bill Clinton. And on the flip side, though, that was something that just sent ripples over the decades that never fully went away. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's it, it was uh, when that happened to me, even though I was a registered nurse, I'd never known anyone who had been raped. And as a nurse, I'd never taken care of anyone who had been raped. And I, I just, I was so naive about it. Yeah. Like, well, you're a nurse, you know, you should know. But when it's you that's being raped, it's a it's a completely different different story, different thing. You just you can't believe what happened to you. You can't believe the shock and the horror of what just happened to you. Yeah, I mean, and I I realized listening to your book that I had never actually read or listened to a a firsthand recollection of of being raped, and it's yeah, I don't he know. Was, he was pretty slick. Yeah. You were never people, I'll, I'll see on the internet and they'll say, why did she go to his room? I didn't go to his room. You went to yours. I manipulated his way to my room instead of in, down in the Camelot coffee shop. You know that, and uh, I, I, to this, and, and for so long afterwards, I blame myself for being, so naive and not knowing, but no one knew yeah. who Bill Clinton was back then. I just knew he was the attorney general. Yeah. I just knew that he regulated my nursing home. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it's let's meet in the coffee shop and hey, there's too many people down here. Can I come up to your room? Uh, okay, sure. I guess shows up as soon as room service leaves. He's there clearly staking out the area, glasses on. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it, it's uh you know, I can remember it like it was yesterday. Something like that just doesn't go away. No. And uh, it, uh, it's it's really it's really hard. It is, and it's and then I mean, really, just just say I mean, what a psychopath! What yeah. and I and I I don't mean to get more riled up than you because obviously it happened to you, not me. But what an I'm trying very hard not to swear like a sailor. I'm trying to do that less. What a psychopath! That hey, better put some ice on that and just deuces. No, that wasn't the first thing he said to me, and I've told this before. But the first thing he said to me, I'm sitting up on the side of the bed crying and just in shock, you know, thinking, What in the hell just happened to me? I mean, and my lip was bleeding, it mm-hmm. was swollen two to three times the size because he would bite it yes. when I would scream or yell for help. And he gets up, straightens himself, goes to the end of the bed, puts on his jacket, and he said, don't worry, Juanita. He said, I'm sterile. I had mumps. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What in the world would you say that to someone for? What? What? Anyway, that just stood out in my mind. And then I cried that much harder. And he walks to the door and motions to my mouth and says, you better put some ice on that. I mean, what a detached psychopath. Yeah, I forgot that part. By the way, I'm sterile. Oh, oh, okay. Well, gee, here I was crying, but you know, you're sterile. I was crying about the possibility of getting mumps, not being raped, but oh, gee, thanks, Bill. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was bizarre. And I remember I have a friend, her name is Dolly Kyle. She's the one that had, that grew up with Bill Clinton and she did the book, Hillary, the Other Woman, mm-hmm. and supposedly had an affair with him ongoing. And I remember her saying that uh, uh, Bill had been sexually abused by his mom when he was just a young boy. And she was a registered nurse. Uh, uh, Virginia Clinton was, and I, and that just just sort of settled through my mind all these years. She must have told him that he must have had all the complications from the mumps and told him he would probably never be able to have children. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's. And you know, Hillary even said that. Hillary, when that woman was doing 
an interview or a book on her, she related to uh, Virginia, Bill Clinton's mother, being very abusive to him as a child. You can look that up on the internet and uh, it'll go into that detail. It's, I mean, it's a shame if it's true. It, that seems like a perpetuating cycle and it's not to let him off the hook. I mean, no, but it's, no, no, no. I mean, he, no. <laughs> no, 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 it's, but it's almost, was it Mark Twain that said, um, I pray for the devil who in their right mind in, in 1800 years has prayed for the person that needs it the most, yeah. you know, maybe it's again, in no way, but maybe it's like, damn, you know what? I mean, what a horrible person, but also what an objectively tragic, again, tragic tragedy is that you know a cycle perpetuated that doesn't remove his responsibility that doesn't remove his free will to do that but what a tragic you know why did why did that happen what happened to his mom what happened to his mom's mom you know yeah. and it's but yeah it's and then yeah coming to you coming to calling you trying to get in touch with you and you clearly just avoiding him and then him showing up one day and yeah. saying, you know, I'm sorry, I'm a changed man. And then you finding out he's running for president and you're like, again, what a psychopath. He's like, hey, I'm running for a bigger office. The idea of, or the possibility of a loose end opening up. What a psychopath that he's like, it's time to go forget or ask for forgiveness because now I have a bigger stage that could be disrupted. Oh, that was frightening because I hadn't seen him since the right. And, uh, uh, when they called me out of my nursing home meeting, I had two of my RNs that were there with me. Uh, and I went down around that corner and I saw him standing there. I couldn't believe it. It was frightening. It was like he was telling me, hey, I can reach out and touch yes. you anytime I want to. Yes, that's, yes. Frightening to me. Yes. Uh, yeah, and then I'll never forget when he was trying to apologize to me and I'm just standing there in disbelief and I say, you go to hell. And I walk off and by that time I'm crying. It was just a very emotional thing. And my nurse is saying, what did he want? And I said, he apologized. You know, it's just, just unreal. And then of course, a couple of weeks later, we realized that he had announced for president. It, it, it it maybe would have been a fraction of a percentage less worse if he wasn't running for president and he was apologizing for no. still I horrible. Would, yeah. I, I would just lose in that he was trying to tie up. And it's, and you're, you're just probably just one on like a, on a couple of loose ends that he had to go scratch yeah. off next one. And it's, right. yeah, that's yeah. And then, and then you being, you doing the was it sorry was it NBC which was the interview where the producer came in and said don't bring up Hillary oh that was NBC, NBC that NBC. was after um, the um, Paula Jones attorneys hired these investigators to come to my home and see if I would participate and I said no I, I want nothing to do with that that was the most horrible event of my life and they subpoenaed me anyway and then after they did that, I went to that deposition and I said, nope, nothing happened to me. I wasn't going to help these people mm -hmm. drag me into their, their lawsuit. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was angry that they dragged me in there and me pleading with them not. And then find out that they had recorded me when they were on my front porch, those investigators, they had recorded me and they their law, the lawyers send that recording to Ken Starr, then here I'm subpoenaed by Ken Starr. And that was the first time I told the truth. And the only reason I told the truth, Tommy, was because my son, my son I had told mm -hmm. him when he was about 18, 19. And he's, he's an attorney and he was at that time. And he came over to my home and he said, mom, we have a subpoena from Ken Starr. And he said, you're gonna be deposed by him. And I said, I'm not gonna tell. I don't want to get into that. I see what they've done to all these other women, and I don't want to be in there. Yeah. And he said, Mom, he said, Paula Jones' case was a civil case. This is a federal case, and it's serious. He said, 
I must implore you to tell the truth. So that's why I did. Yeah. I went to that deposition, and those people were so kind to me. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what I, yeah I remember from the book is. I knew that everything was getting out. My name was going to be everywhere, and I had been talking with Lisa Myers for about a year. You know, before uh, I did the uh, interview. So one day she calls me and she writes me a letter and she said, it's going to be out there and it's going to be out there within the next week. You need to tell your story in your own words before somebody spins it around to meet their political gain. Yeah. I said, yes, I'll do it. And then, of course, we're in the middle of the interview and Lisa and I had talked about what Hillary had done to me, how she had threatened me three weeks after the rape. It was like being raped all over again, being threatened by the wife of the rapist. Anyway, we start to talk about that. And then here comes rushing into my living room. It was filmed at my home. And he says, oh, no, no, we can't go there. We cannot talk about Hillary. And Lisa Myers and I look at each other and say, what? You know, he said, no, we cannot talk about Hillary. So they scrubbed that out of it, and then we went on from there. And it's, yeah, I remember hearing that, and I was like, yeah. it's just, it's happening all again. It's just, no, she's huh? free. She Don't touch her. Don't touch her. She's free. Don't, don't bring her into this. Huh. And also, Tommy, the main reason that I did it is because of the impeachment. Mm -hmm. I knew that if this would air, you know, during the impeachment, before the vote was taken, it might show people who they were voting for or who they were voting against. But then not one Democrat would read my deposition with Ken Starr. Republicans did, but all Democrats refused to read it. That's, I mean, that's, it's disgusting. It's, it's disgusting. It's, it's, Believe all women. Hashtag me too. Asterisk. Fine print. So long as you are in lockstep with our political beliefs. If not, you are an attention whore. You are you're a whore. You you just want you have a political agenda. Get out of here. Anyone else, you know, crocodile tears. Come on, I don't believe all women. And it's like, again, hijacking a legitimately good movement. Hijacking hijacking a good movement that you know you know, police uh, oversight, there should be less murders of, of unarmed men, hijacking it to burn down small businesses and destroy the, the nuclear family, which is from BLM's website. It's the yeah. same thing. Okay, yeah. believe all women, believe all women. You're like, great, let's do it. We're moving forward in society. It's We're going forward. Ooh, but you vote the wrong way. Get the F out of here. Yeah. It's Oh, that, that's right, Tommy. It, it was, and you know, I was at the Dirksen building outside doing interviews during uh, Dr. Ford during the uh, Kavanaugh hearings. Mm -hmm. okay. And I was telling those reporters and those people out there that how in the world could they believe this woman with no credible evidence whatsoever and Dick Durbin and some of them that were in there that refused to read my deposition against Bill Clinton. And I just wanted an answer why. Why was her story more important than mine? Mine was 99% more credible than hers. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, you kind of got to love the, uh, the, the smooth move of nominating a woman of the Supreme Court now. Because yeah. I love it. It's, 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 wait, wait, yeah. Oh, she is just, and all those hearings were yeah. a joke on the Democrats. Yeah. Woman, I mean, she could have done that another week. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah, that was, you're like, this, this person's just, it's like, my, it's like watching Michael Jordan against me playing basketball. It's like, he's not sweating, and I'm about to pass out and vomit, and he's just, and no notes. No, yeah. Whatsoever, it was all right here in her beautiful mind. And it's and it's again like the hypocrisy. You know, if if Melania was if Melania was anything but Trump's wife, she would be painted as Jackie 2.0. Speaks several languages, is beyond gorgeous, is oh what a successful model. Oh wow, is you know the American dream came here, married a billionaire. Like, but because she's on the wrong side of the aisle, it's look at this immigrant. She can't speak. 
it's the same thing. Amy Coney Barrett, if she was a woman, it'd be like, wow, you know, knows everything, no notes, like, you go, girl, like, adopted black kids, holy shit, she's just checking off the superlatives, but she was nominated by Trump, so therefore she is, but they can't call her a rapist, and they can't call her a racist, which is, it's it's hilarious watching. Oh, and, and Bill Maher talking so disrespectful of her, oh my gosh, could you believe that? It's, it's... I hope people will start turning him off. He's just, he's despicable. Oh, I hope they don't because he's sowing the seeds of his own destruction. Um, You're right. Don't interrupt, (laughs) don't interrupt your enemy when they're making a mistake. It's let him go, let him run. Yeah. It's, and then, again, it's, it's now we have, I mean, and wasn't that just brushed under the carpet, just Tara Reid? Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. Tara. Now I hear Tara's written a book. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to come out on uh, any day now. You know, uh, and I, I I'm proud of her at least for doing that. I had said, you know, back during the Dateline interview that I would never write a book, but like I said, like I was telling you before we started recording, is that I didn't mean mine to be a. a a book I was writing my memoirs for my son had put it on my computer and just put it back and thought well I'll print that off someday and give it to him because I knew after I'm gone there may be questions and this would help answer some of the questions for him so it just it just happened it it worked its way into a book um but I'm uh, I I feel very bad for for uh, Tara you know, I think she's been through a lot. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. I mean, and of course, but she just wants attention, right? Don't believe her. Don't oh. believe her. You know. Yeah. 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 Ignore the hundreds of photos and videos of Joe Biden sniffing and touching young girls. Oh, isn't that disgusting? My Holy shit! I can't hardly watch it. You know, it's just so, it's just so perverted. Those poor little girls. You know, going away from me, not wanting to be touched. Mm. It's, yeah. It's terrible. Have you ever seen that video? I think it's from like 2016, maybe 2015. And it's Jeff Sessions, former, former, uh, he was the attorney general, correct? Yeah. He, uh, he's with there with his, his daughter or granddaughter. I think it was Jeff Sessions. Oh, that hit his hand. (laughs) Biden comes to say, and you just see Sessions without even looking, just smacks his hand away, and it was just like, uh, uh. See, they know. They know what this man is. Yep. They know that he's a pervert. Yeah, yeah. You don't do that. Just you don't just hit the former or current whoever, whenever he was, whenever this was, current former vice president. He knew. And it's, yeah, it's a weird thing that. She's in the same position I was in. Yes. Except, uh, I don't think Me Too ever came in and helped her. And that's really the the uh, the uh, gauge for right now. Is Me Too going to, you know, help support you? Yeah. Now, I know Rose McGowan does, um, you, who was in the Me Too. But, yeah, it's it's really... I mean, I got lamb-blasted by the media. And after I did the NBC Dateline, I went back in the woodwork. You know, I wanted nothing else to do with that. Uh, after he was uh, found not guilty, you know, in, in other words. And uh, I just went back to my job. I went back to my silence until Hillary made her tweet. Mm-hmm. Remember that? back in 2015 and she says all victims of sexual abuse should be believed and heard and she said uh, we're with you something to that effect and when i saw that on tv they had shown her saying that at a women's college i think it was back in november of 2015 i almost fell out of my chair and i took the dvr and i ran it back again and i thought she really said that and i thought my god i can't be quiet anymore so she made a huge mistake then and so i uh, thought well i joined twitter but i really don't know how to tweet and i call my uh, 
11-year-old grandson. That's what you do when you're old and you want to know something about social media, you call your grandkids. So I called my grandson, Ridge, to come over and help me with it. I didn't show him what I was going to tweet, but uh, I thought uh, uh, that I'd just answer on Twitter, you know. And so I worked up this tweet after he left, and the next morning on January the 6th, 2016, I tweeted, uh, I was 35 years old when Bill Clinton, the Arkansas Attorney General, raped me and Hillary tried to silence me. I'm now 73 and it never goes away. And I looked at it and I thought, that looks okay. You know, I haven't said anything that I didn't say 20 years ago that I don't ever, you know, it was just the truth. Yeah. And I clicked tweet. And my God, within 30 to 45 seconds, my phone started ringing off the wall. And about the third call, fourth call was from my son because everybody was calling his office too. And uh, he said, mom, what did you do? And I said, I have no idea. I mean, I did not, I, I didn't realize that Twitter was worldwide and instant. And I mean, that's when I started doing all the television interviews with Hannity and Martha uh, and uh, Laura and all of those people. I just did the round. And uh, I mean, I was absolutely back in it for the good. I could, I didn't care what they had to say. Yeah. Hell, I was 73 and they could do all they wanted to do to me. I was retired. But by gosh, I was going to have a say again. So that was just prior to going to the, you know, about a year before the debate when uh, Donald Trump asked me to be at the debate. So it, it all worked out. And um, I'm glad I, I'm glad I'm back in it. Yeah, it's the imagery I had in my mind is like, because by the way, I'm 30 and I still don't, I can't figure out Twitter. I'm not kidding. I made a Twitter for this podcast about 10 days ago. I still have no idea how to use it. So, but yeah, but I mean, the Im yeah, in my mind, the imagery of you, like I couldn't get it to send. And then you found out it had too many characters. Like, it's like, okay, like you literally didn't know how it worked, but yeah, it's like you just lit a match and you just like threw it into a forest and then walked away. And then everyone's like, there's a fire. And you're like, what do you mean there's a fire? And it's like, you threw a match into the forest covered in gasoline. It's been raining gasoline. And you're like, uh-oh. Oh, yeah. You, the way you describe that remind me of what I did with all that Clinton uh, campaign material. Yes. About a week after the rape, my nursing home van was full of T-shirts and the yard signs that my son would help me go around and put up. I, people may not know I volunteered yeah. for his 30 days before the rape, uh, even though I was trying to keep my nursing home going. But anyway, I knew that there was a place in Van Buren that had this big bonfire every night. It was called Cheer Company. And they kept a bonfire going out behind their business, burning the old wood and uh, scraps from, from the day. And I backed up my van to this big fire going on. And that was the biggest, uh, that was exhilarating to take all those t-shirts and buttons and all of that campaign uh, yard signs and bumper stickers and just throw it into that fire. It was, that was exciting. <laughs> Again, yeah, more poetic imagery. Yeah, in your book, you're like seeing his face burn as the flames yeah. licked over and turned it into carbon. And you're just like, I just, I just imagine the flames dancing on your face and you're smiling. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. the buttons didn't burn. So you took the buttons out and threw them in the dumpster. It was just like <laughs> literally scorched earth. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, and then in fitting, when he comes up to you years later, you say, burn in hell. I mean, that's a recurring theme with you, Juanita, is just fire. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's... But it... Yeah, and it it's... And then, not only that, but, the, yeah, the torment over the years, I mean, it affected your marriage. I mean, which indirectly affected, you know, the, your, your son's upbringing, you know, the torment he went through. And it's like... This all was, these were all dominoes falling decades, weeks, months, years, decades later that were all kicked off by Bill Clinton. 
and it's uh, it doesn't just go away it's all of yeah. that is you know and i'm you know i think we we need to own all of our problems you know it's there's a great quote from a book um the subtle art of not giving a fuck excuse my french and it's but it's something may not be your fault but it is your responsibility and it's yes, yes someone brings a, a baby and leaves it on your doorstep it's not your fault that someone did that but the reality is is it's on your doorstep and now you need to call the cops and you need to take care of it it's i, lo yeah. I lost a sibling to suicide in 2014 it was not my fault yeah. but the reality is is it's been six years i have to deal with that and no one else does point being is yes we have to deal with you know you had to deal with what happened in the past but that was yeah. a case where it really was his fault. Yeah, it really was. And you talk about how it can ruin relationships. Um, I'll never forget my husband, even though he supported me while they were filming the NBC Dateline, he never wanted me to do it. Mm -hmm. And once that aired, uh, it's like it brought such a uh, spotlight on our lives, you know, people wanted to talk to him about it and all of that and and it just that's what made us grow apart we divorced about two years after you know the nbc dateline we just um and i became a, a really for a period of time i became a very hateful person because i let the what the media said about me and calling me a liar and all of that that they did after the nbc dateline thing I let it affect me, and then I felt bad that I had gone ahead against his wishes and done the interview. So, but we're both happy now, mm -hmm. you know. He's happier, and I'm happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, but yeah, it's. I mean, you talk about seeing him on the news, on the you know, hearing the the you know. I I grew up going to church every Sunday. It's you know, and you pray for the president. It's bipartisan. You pray for the leader of the United States because it's like, hey. He's the pilot of the plane that we're all on. But even at mass, you're like President Clinton, and you're like, I can't do this. I'm just hearing the name of, of the guy that raped me. You see it on the news, and President Clinton making an address today. And you're like, there he is. There he is. Yeah, and that's why I said in the book I had to change my church services. Yep. I'm Episcopalian, and we have the, the uh, prayers for the government. You know, you have it in the early service, and you have it in the regular service. But in the regular service, they say the name of the person in the government, whereas in the early service, they just say the position. Mm -hmm. After we, I had gone through that and gone through that, my husband and I decided to go to early church just so I wouldn't have to hear his name. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like the most intimate thing, you know, like more in, not not more intimate than being raped, but, but I mean. How much more intimate can you get that like you'd say like you, like your husband would squeeze your hand in mass and it's like this hyper personal going to mass like my grandparents went to mass every day for their entire lives like rest in peace to both of them but like it's what an intimate thing that's like that's as intimate as like i you know i love going for my walk in the morning and taking a shower and then i meditate and it's my own little personal space yeah. it was seeping into even that area because he's so high up i mean he is the big man on campus he's the president it's just you can't look away from it from like no matter where you go in new york you can see the top of the empire state building yeah. that's what it is is his face and you're just doesn't matter where you go right yeah. Yeah. and then god forbid you criticize it because it will come across as oh you just don't like the democrat and it's like whether or not that's true it's they just they they completely that they just crap all over your story because it's oh you just have an agenda yeah it's, oh yeah yeah they all said that i but most of them tommy knew i was telling the truth that they they knew they just didn't want to face it they knew what this man was he'd been around washington and and everything long enough they knew secret service knew he he was a predator Bill Clinton was a serial sexual predator. I don't think he's capable now. I've, I've... <laughs> well, if you've seen him lately, but uh, yeah, he was a serial sexual predator, no doubt. Yeah, and then, and then again, like t uh, talk about projection. Hillary, you know, calling black men super predators, right? And it's again not. But just flipping it and pushing it back, you know, believe all women, all women. Does, and you're like, what the hell? It's 
Yeah. And you're, you're right, yeah. The Secret Service or anyone that close, like you, what you said about Sessions smacking Biden's hand, like, they know. Oh, it's, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, they know. And what, I think that's what's even worse is that it's not, you know, that'd be a special kind of stupid if they just thought you were lying because you held a different political belief. But those stupid, it's not evil. Right. It's like, OK, there's someone's biases, whatever, you know, Red Sox, Yankees, they're just pushing your own thing. But what's even worse is what you allude to and what I believe is the truth is that they knew the truth, that they believed it. And then they took that and said, but this is um, not advantageous for our political agenda and or positioning. Exactly. Yeah. And it's. We're- they believe Dr. Ford because it fit their political agenda. That what is, yeah. Kavanaugh was despicable. That was, yeah. That man and his family. Yeah. And yeah. And then, yeah, they have him, you know, they have, you have all those like screen grabs and um, clips of him, like, you know, getting red in the face and yelling and crying to be like, oh, look, look how upset he is. And it's like, you know what? To me, that just tells me that he's telling the truth. Because if I was just sitting there going, nope, I didn't do it, I didn't do it, I'd be like, but if yeah. someone accused me in front of my wife and kids, yeah, I would I would hope that I would lose my temper. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he was very, uh, I, I'm just so happy that he got in. Yeah. And I'm going to get in, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she is. Yeah. And it, it doesn't matter how, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's disgusting. And again, yeah, there's something is if people believe Dr. Ford because their own cognitive dissonance said, I hate Republicans so much, like, again, stupid, but not not malevolent. Like, okay, yeah. whatever. But it's the people that deep down know yeah. and they still switch it. I remember when Dr. Ford, Christine Blasey Ford, was uh, not wanting to go and uh, to the hearing. Uh, on the day that they wanted her to. And she said she was afraid of flying. And I remember going on Twitter and saying, I'm here. I'm not afraid to fly. I'll come testify. (laughs) No, no. Yeah. But, but, you know, no way. They're, they're like, Hey, you, they're like, you shut up. They're like, you get, you're there. Go away. They're go back into the basement. It's, you know, he's doing it as a joke, but it just, of course she wasn't afraid to fly. Yeah. Oh no. The committee. Yeah. But yeah, again, it's you know, hey, you you support Trump, so therefore nothing you say matters. They're like, they're like, go away, Juanita. You're like, I can testify. They're like, go outside, shoot. You know, it's yeah, it's uh. But I also like what you, you know, you addressed, just like, just like again, like, hey, I like Trump. I you know, I don't like Biden, but I also don't think that, like I said earlier, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think who hunter biden is as a person is a valid uh criticism that's hey, that's as someone doing hardcore drugs look they're in a bad place if they're doing that and that's not a criticism that's someone that needs help like and that doesn't reflect someone's ability to lead right if tom brady or michael jordan came out as like a total asshole hey i don't care they're still the best at what they do right so i, I don't again i don't care what hunter does that's you know may he find peace um but I like I like that you addressed uh, Trump's uh, Billy Bush grab him by the pussy tape. You said you were disgusted, and yeah. you know your son was mom. How can you still support this guy? Yeah. And you said, hey, I don't agree with what he said, but ultimately you were like, it's just speech, disgusting as it is. Like let's call, you know, I like Trump, but hey, that's gross. That's that's some misogynistic shit. It's still speech. It's just speech. The speech. That's what I said when I tweeted that time. I said, uh, "Actions speak louder than words." Yes, it's the tweet I had done before the debate, and I said, "Trump said some bad words, and he was disrespectful to women." But I said, "Bill Clinton raped me, and Hillary threatened me." I don't think there's any comparison. No, no, and it's yeah, it's. But you'll be damned if you bring that up, yeah. right? They're they're like, shut up, shut up, and you're like, why, why, why? And it's just, yeah, what he said is disgusting. I mean, you, anyone says any billionaire says that, you look at him, you're like, what an asshole. I don't care if they're Republican or Democrat. But hey, 
I'm 30. I've re- I've said some stupid shit. I've been too drunk in college and said some shit that I'm sure is not respectful, you know. That nowadays would probably, you know, that would probably have a, a a mob come after me. But I've never done anything, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. And you said the magic word a minute a minute ago. You said the billionaire. He was a billionaire that went into office as a billionaire. Now Biden wasn't. Yeah. Biden- got to be a millionaire while he was in office and that's 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 what's so dishonest little harry i mean who was a harry s truman uh if you get rich out of only crooks get rich in politics there's no other way around it there's no other way around it yeah it's it's i don't i don't i don't know we've uh been going for 52 minutes do you care if we go for like another eight minutes and go to a, a clean hour Sure. Yeah, that's. I always ask people if I can. I don't. It's probably my own OCD, but I realize listeners who maybe don't see the timer are like, "Why the hell is he always asking for like specific times?" I'm like, "Can we go for eleven and a half more minutes?" And it's like, "All right." Like, uh, yeah, it's. Fine. Yeah. Listen, I did a uh, great interview with uh, Slowburn. Okay. Slates, the liberal slate. Now that was about a year and a half or two ago. And it was with Leon Nafik. Have you seen his HBO specials on uh, Watergate? No, ma'am. Okay. Well, they're just absolutely tremendous. Well, the second year he did Bill Clinton's impeachment. And I was episode number eight. I could not. And I thought, well, I'm going to do it anywhere. I don't care if they're liberal. That was the most concise, accurate reporting of my life and what happened than anything that's ever been done, uh, you know, on me and my involvement and how he went through the impeachment and how uh, step by step, how I was involved, you know, in the impeachment. Anyway, my son, the attorney, called him after it was over with and they had broadcast it. And he said, uh, that's the mo- that was the most remarkable thing that you did for my mom thanks that's awesome yeah and give credit where credit's due is yeah it's what do you so obviously i can't speak on this because it's never happened to me but what what would be your advice for women who have gone through something similar or to people that deep or not even just women how about men that deep down believe your story or anyone's story but their own cognitive dissonance because they don't agree with you politically is is making them tell you to shut up it's what what is your advice or direction or anything i think if they would just it you know even though i don't like google if they'll just go and google mm-hmm. you know my life and and how this evolved and how i never wanted to come forward and but the people that I told, the lady that found me 30 to 45 minutes after it happened, I mean, that has never waned from that. And the other four people that I told within that first week, uh, if they like Bill Clinton, they're going to have a hard time accepting it. And uh, I, you know, I understand that, but there's nothing that I can do about that. But it's a true story. It really happened. A man that was attorney general and became governor of my state and became president raped me. And he also assaulted many other women. And it's just a fact. Yeah, just just it's just that it's an objective that's what happened it's not up for debate it's but i I, I, you know what else to say yeah to young women middle-aged women older women any woman or any man that has been through something like that if it's a recent event or if you eventually ever go through anything like that Tell someone. Tell someone you trust. If you don't want to go to the police, you know, I understand that. But tell someone. And remember everything that you can about the event. Mm -hmm. Remember what you wore. Remember where you were. Remember everything about the, the, 
uh, the person who did those awful things to you and go right home and write it down. Okay. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, again, I, I don't... Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 it's a hard thing for me to wrap my... I mean, I'm a guy, right? Um, luckily, that's not really a fear of mine, but it's... Yeah. It's... To, to, to bring it back on a lighter note, back to the Twitter thing, I do, again, just that imagery of you were like... What I do like is that you're like, I helped take away... You're writing in your book. You're like, why do I feel this way? I feel like maybe do I did I help to get Trump elected? And then you pause and you go, that's exactly what I feel. And you go, and I like that I helped rob Hillary of her the culmination of her life's work. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. I love that. I felt like that night, but and I thank Steve Bannon for that, regardless of what anybody thinks of Steve Bannon. Sure, that was a brilliant idea. You sure. know, to bring. I think it was a huge turning point, yeah. the election. And I'm not I'm not trying to be egotistical about that. I just think it's a fact. I think it turned the tide. It absolutely did. Yeah, that's not that's not I don't think it's egotistical, but even if it was, it that's irrelevant. Is again that it did turn the tide. It's mm. I mean no one again, that's I think you said in your book you're like Trump running the most unconventional, unorthodox campaign in US history. I mean yeah. who the hell brings the rape victims of the of the spouse of your opponent to the debate i mean it is from twitter to eating a big mac with a knife and a fork he doesn't do anything normal in it but it works for him yeah and that's funny and then afterwards after we went to the debate going to what they call the spin room Mm -hmm. oh my goodness the reporters screaming at me and you know why did you why did you do that it it was why it was a the whole night was uh, uh unforgettable yeah and again yeah why did you do that and you're like why did he rape me like can we bring can we put the focus on that why did you why are you doing this and you're like what the hell <laughs> like it's yeah, I, i'm the victim here remember <laughs> yeah i know right it's 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 ridiculous and yeah i don't know do you how do you how do you think it's going to play out? And so for the for the record, for future listeners, today is October nineteenth, twenty twenty, four fifty nine p.m. Eastern time, before the election. I think he's going to win. You do? I think he's going to win. Maybe, possibly. I hope he does. I hope he does. Oh, I do too. I do too. But I really think when you see all of the enthusiasm about this man out there, yes, ma'am. Uh, I think it's going to be a bigger victory than it was in 2016. You heard it here first. We'll need a broader call on it. Call on, call on the landslide. I like your enthusiasm. And really, I also, also, I guess on a less serious note, I love in your book when you're like, you know, you're like, as an, you're like, as an aging woman who like needs sleep, I'm 30 and I have the same mindset of you. So I was just like, you're like, I don't like doing that. I'm like, I go to bed. It's 5 p.m. right now. I mean, this is this is a late podcast for me. This is like, I'm like, okay, let's not get crazy, guys. Let's, you know, I got to go eat my vegetables and take my fiber, right? It's so I'm right there with you. So, hey, I don't think it's you said you don't know how to use Twitter and you're an aging woman. Ma'am, I'm 30. I don't know how to use Twitter. And I think I go to bed earlier than you. So Twitter's my life right now. I'm doing all I can to help our president. I love it. I've been watching. I've been again, like I said, I made a Twitter ten days ago. I've been following you, and I love your tweets. They're hilarious. So, yeah. Well, they're not for the pain of home. No, man. Well, hey, again, some that's go to my account if 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 you uh, if you don't curse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes there's only one word that that fits the situation. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta literally and metaphorically say "fuck it," right? And it's. I think that's what you need. And uh, <laughs> so. Oh, yes. Well, the the, the uh, 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 Steve Scully being uh, hacked wasn't that. I mean, is that so? Now we have a new word for that. Um, Scully, you've been Scully for a <laughs> It's a new word today. You check it out when we leave. Okay. On okay. Uh, who, who who exposed himself at the end of a Zoom? Jesus. 
and he and he said that you know who Jeffrey Tubin is, and he said he didn't realize he was still on Zoom. He was on a business Zoom meeting for um, the new what, I forget who he's for, who he works for the press that he works for, and they just fired him. What a moron! <laughs> I didn't mean to bring that in. No, I don't care. I think it's hilarious. I thought that I, I couldn't believe it. There are no words. There's just laughter. It's yeah. It, that there's nothing else to do but laugh. And it's like, dude, if that's what you, I mean, if 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 Anthony Weiner, the wife of Huma Abedin, during the election, is going to get caught sending dick pics to underage women, like there's nothing to do but laugh at your incompetence. Yeah, well, it's getting the title right now, either Dick Zoom or Zoom Dick. I don't know what <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I can't think of a better note to end that on. So, <laughs> Juanita Broderick, thank you so much. If everyone looking, they can see the book over your shoulder. You better put some ice on that, How I Survived Being Raped by Bill Clinton. And Bill Clinton is a rapist, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Juanita, anytime you ever want to come back on my podcast, I would be honored. Thanks, Tommy. It was fun. It was. And it doesn't even need to be about heavy issues like that. We can just shoot the shit about nursing homes and driving home monsters in the dead of night in Arkansas. (laughs) Thank you, ma'am. Thank you so much. And uh, I'll, I'll text you when this is up. Okay. Thanks, Tommy. Thank you. God bless. God bless America. Thank you, Juanita. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.